<laughs> it's nice to have Jim back. Oh, uh, man, I missed that intro, I tell you. Yeah. You know, I wonder every week how we're going to do it, just me giving a normal intro, but yet he pulls it off. Do we have Ed with us, or is he out checking his uh, satellite dish because of another monsoon? <laughs> no, I'm here. Last, okay. right last, last scene, eating a salad, I believe. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> Starting with the Harleys already. Uh-huh. First thing, hey, I can't. Hey, do you want to actually? Ed was running outside to check oh, the ammunition bunker in the oh, backyard because of the monsoon. Ed, how what the what, what's the weather like now in Arizona? Uh, it's a eight, 98 degrees. It's very nice. Okay, no monsoon. 98 is nice. Oh, that's excellent. It's usually 105, 108 about right now. That's crazy. Get, get that's down about to the, the temperature 70s. of Jim's charcoal on like his barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jim hey, needs man. to sit closer to his microphone or pull it out Ain't of no his. no coal like charcoal, so whatever. Yeah, for those of you that uh, listened to last week's show, you noticed that we were missing Jim, and it turned out to be because uh, he had a wasp nest in his barbecue and went in to clean it out. He got stung by a wasp on his arm, and it swelled up. So he was out shopping for a new barbecue, and... Um, you get one, Jim? You get a little Weber? It wasn't a barbecue. And it wasn't one little wasp. It was three. I was literally gang raped and violated. So <laughs> make it sound like it was just one, one on one, I would have kicked its ass. Well, all right, let's hear that story of this assault. <laughs> ah, it ain't funny. Oh, yeah. Going is. into my shed. I was going into my, sh- my shed. Keyword, my shed, minding my own business. And these uh, three little trespassers uh, friggin' wanted to mix it up. Hey, can you assign some uh, penal code sections to all this? Uh, 602 would be the trespass. Okay. Uh, 245 would be the assault with a deadly weapon. 182 would be conspiracy because they all conspired to conspiracy. try and kick my ass. But it's all going to drop down to a mission. And because I felt violated, we can throw uh, 261 for rape in there <laughs> as well. But since you enjoyed it, they could probably drop that one. Uh, it wasn't enjoyable. I heard your arm all swelled up. Well, I can't. You know, mom's deathly allergic to uh, bees. I've I've never ever had an allergic reaction, and uh, I guess these were yellow jackets. And because three of them drilled me at once, it was. Uh, <laughs> and it didn't even come on for a couple hours. It was. Uh, it was. Definitely, so you're saying uh, it was conspiracy and possibly a terrorist attack. <laughs> uh, Four twenty-two could be thrown in there as well, but. Uh, is there any boating sections you can use? Well, it was next to the water, so you might be able to uh, come up with uh, reckless and negligent uh, stinging. I don't know. <laughs> but it got sent to the DA. Everything was dropped down to a misdemeanor and not filed. No, actually, yes. nobody nobody could respond at all because all uh, all the budgets are so low, nobody can respond to any non-priority calls. Now, well, here's the like difference. To, uh, if, I'd if like this to personally happened, thank Go ahead. If this happened to Ed in Arizona, he would have had his AK-47 out and sprayed the air until those three little yellow jackets were nothing but a little puff of But unfortunately, he'd be in custody for the 18 other people that he killed in the process. (laughs) No, in Arizona, that don't matter. Yeah. We're cool. When interviewed about the incident, Ed simply said, oops. (laughs) Collateral damage. (laughs) <laughs> I should have used different rounds. South of Interstate 8, that's perfectly okay. Yeah, you even got a hardly headlighter gas tank on it, too, right? Yeah. 
Oh, we right, want so, to hash that one up again. <laughs> so instead of boring all of our listeners, why don't we uh, figure out what we're going to talk about today? Uh, bee stings. Bee stings. So this yes. is the this is the new medical show. Yes. Ice cubes and what? Baking soda? Is that what you're supposed you know, to? Hey, we don't need to, we don't need to talk about bee stings, but what we can talk about is. I mean, modern technology is just incredible. I don't go to the doctor unless I'm literally dying. And uh, WebMD, what, what is it, Brent? WebMD.com or something like so. that? Yeah, that's it, WebMD. You can find out symptoms, photos, you know, like the strange, suspicious sores that Brent gets. You know, he can go on there and, and get any information you want about any ailment or illness or symptoms or anything. And, uh... It's pretty incredible. It got bad enough to where I did, in this case, call Kaiser. And uh, basically everything they told me was right there on the Internet, <clears throat> except for the drowsy effect of using Benadryl. But uh, it was, uh, you know, WebMD is a great resource. Yeah, Jim found out about that when he Googled burning and dripping. Yep. <laughs> so that came did up Mark, instead of a Mark barbecue. Just, did Mark just, seriously? Really? Yeah, he did. He was filling in for you last week, too. Wow. Making all kinds of nonsense. Hey, how about in Sonora, the yard sale patron that was hit with a cornbread pan? You, you hear about that? Excuse me? How much was he asking for the cornbread pan? <laughs> <laughs> a 70-year-old yard sale shopper is facing charges after things apparently got a bit out of hand at a yard sale. Tuolumne County authorities say John Jocelyn was arrested on suspicion of assault with a deadly weapon, accused of hitting another man over the head with a cornbread pan at the sale. Last Friday, a sheriff spokesman said Jocelyn hit the uh, fellow shopper with a five—oh my God, five-pound cast-iron pan to prevent him from getting to the sale first. Those pans are it awesome. Seems, it seems the two men arrived early at the yard sale and were walking up a long driveway when investigators say investigators say Jocelyn first attempted to trip the 64-year-old Joseph Brown. Brown suffered a head cut but refused medical treatment. <laughs> At a yard sale. Your Honor, as Mr. Jocelyn's attorney, uh, I feel impelled to tell the court that uh, my client saw a yellow jacket on the head of Mr. <laughs> Brown and aware of his deathly allergic reactions to yellow jackets was simply trying to save his life. By clubbing him with a five-pound lodge cast iron pan. Your Honor, I'd California. like to request that Mr. Brzezicki be uh, treated as a hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Malibu I just, Can I just hit you with the pan. Okay, enough, enough on the pan. Cell phone victim helps deputy. Dude, that was your story. Update. You brought it up. Didn't mean you had to run away with it. Can't get all snooty. A man who bought a cell phone online only to find it was the same one that was stolen from his car <laughs> tipped off the California sheriff's California sheriff's deputies who arrested a man they believe broke into dozens of vehicles. Oh, that's funny. Be great if it rang back to the same number. <laughs> Hiker accidentally shoots himself in the ass. He put a handgun in his back pocket to see if it was more comfortable there. Well, apparently it wasn't. Now, why does that have Ed written all over it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Jim, I was thinking the same thing, but I didn't say it. <laughs> all right. Wait, is, has Ed shot himself in the ass? No, no, no. Oh. I always carry, I always carry a pocket pistol. Though I carry a thirty-two red in my pocket. Either. Oh. Yeah, it, it you know anywhere. <laughs> I see him walk down the street, and the white outline of 
outline of a gun is right there. So I'm surprised he hasn't been taken down at gunpoint walking down the. Uh, so it's like a can of skull. You can sort of see the outline. Exactly. <laughs> Except this one has a barrel and a trigger. <laughs> so that looks like an auto. Six arrested after gunfire at a baptism party in Fort Smith, Arkansas. That's. I like that one. Baptism by fire. Hey, man, some kids don't like being circumcised. Yeah. You ain't cutting that off. (laughs) Kid pulled out a nine. (laughs) That that could take on a whole new meaning. We don't want to go there. Yeah, I was kind of leaning towards that other meaning, but I I didn't think anyone would catch it. Yeah, no, I caught it. That was... Ed, did you catch it? No, I didn't. That's good. All right. Go back to your salad, brother. <laughs> I was pulling the gun out of my back pocket. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, a round? Oh, God. Ed shot himself in the butt. Oh. I got the Winchester yeah. silver tips in it, so I won't hurt too bad. <laughs> hey, here's one thing on a serious note. I, I don't know if you guys have been watching the headlines, but, man, there's a rash of car burglaries going on everywhere. Did you have and, to say uh, rash? You really have to say rash? It's itching. <laughs> An itchy rash. There's, there's been a recent hives of... <laughs> yeah, we had a call today. <laughs> Let's get away from that. Uh, just, okay. just today we had a call at a uh, local dirt bag, flea bag motel. I'm not going to say the uh, chain that it is. but oh, um, six. the air like that. <laughs> Was it the Motel 6 on the L Street? Yeah, or something like that. But, Lincoln uh, Avenue or something? Anyway, um, somebody had two guns and a laptop stolen. We'll leave out. a light on for you. I got to say, what kind of idiot leaves a laptop and two guns in their car? But it the, the car burglaries are off the hook. There's several cities around close to us that are just, I mean, it's it's making the uh, news in the morning. The People are going to shopping centers and just cleaning people out. People are leaving their iPods, their um, droids and Apple phones, purses. Every, they're leaving stuff in plain view. And obviously those aren't people that listen to our show because uh, the ones that listen to our show know not to do that. But if you leave something in view, you may get away with it once in a while, but you're going to become a victim. And it's just it's huge now. There's so many people out of work. Um, people are going into shopping centers and they're they're hitting 20, 30 cars at a time, just busting windows, grabbing stuff and going for it. And, you know, if we're going to do a tip of the week or something, that's another thing. Just pay attention. Don't leave anything in view. Uh, is, is that going on in Arizona too? No, not not too much. I I, I was just going to ask you what's their, what's their method for breaking the windows? The same old thing, a little white stuff they uh, used to throw against the window. Unbelievable, uh, unbelievably, a lot of people still leave their cars unlocked, but uh, they're just doing window smashes, and we don't find it as much as we used to. The uh, the porcelain, we don't find that as much, but you could break a window with anything. And, you know, if somebody sees something, it takes them probably less than five seconds to smash a window, grab it, and go. And uh, it like, and it's just several cities. And when it makes the news in the morning, you know it's a problem. And it's several cities that it's uh, that's a problem in. Hey, the other thing you hear about the, uh, the magician and the uh, 13-year-old kid or 11-year-old kid? 12-year-old. No. This isn't a joke. It, it oh, sort of no. sounds like you're leaving to us. We him started on clowns a few weeks ago. Let's get him started on magicians now. Did you hear about the magician and the other guy and this guy and, uh, walked into a bar? <laughs> what? 
<laughs> no, unfortunately, this one here, a magician was performing at a kid's party, and he met hey, a 12 year old me purple. here. Watch the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Watch my wand rise. Oh, God. You had to go there. <clears throat> anyway, he met a 12-year-old girl. Now you see it? Now you don't. <laughs> we just skipped the story. Man, I miss Jim. <laughs> oh, <to> episode 28. <laughs> <clears throat> Oh, wow, last week's show was so professional, and now Jim. Yeah. So what'd the kid touch? <laughs> he pulled a bunny out of a hat. Wow. <laughs> sure it was a hat? <laughs> sure it was a bunny? <laughs> uh, okay, so so there is a story here somewhere? Yeah, there is a story. Okay. Unless he pulled both his pants pockets inside out. <laughs> Come on. What's the story? Right, anyway, this magician met a 12-year-old girl and got her phone number and started texting her and calling her. And they actually got together and had sex several times. Whoops. And the mother happened to find the phone and saw s- several inappropriate pictures and things. And the thing is, <laughs> man, the parents, if your kids have a phone, because it's not like the old days where they had a little prepaid phone with five minutes to call 911. Parents are getting their kids these phones. They could search anything on the internet. They have unlimited texting, uh, and the kids are just doing stuff that you will not believe. Get your kids' phones. Check the phones. Make that part of the uh, agreement. If you get this phone, I get to look at it and check it anytime I want. Wait, what it, do you mean? If you get the phone, I get to. It's like if you get this phone, I will be checking. That that's well, it. Another thing I used to do when my kids were going to school is I had keystroke loggers on the computer that uh, would key, would take all the keystrokes off the computer, and I could look at, at at will at what they've been saying online on the computer too, which saved me uh, quite a bit of grief on a few occasions. I was able to intervene without them knowing how I intervened. Ed, you wiretapped everybody that you knew. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you I live alone. Gotta see how pissed the ex-wife was when she found out what I saw her typing. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's hey. an ex. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> hey, anyhow, with these phones, it, you will not believe it. I get called to the junior highs when they want a kid arrested for uh, gang stuff or, or weapons on the, the school grounds. I take their cell phones. You will not believe what's on there. These kids are posing with weapons, with drugs, uh, naked pictures of themselves and girls. Yes. I mean, you will not believe what's on your kids' phones and what they hide from you. I guarantee you get your kid's phone, and you're going to find stuff that that shocks you. Check your kid's phones. And that's the way this mother found this. She got her kid's phone. She went through it and found pictures, basically, of this magician and uh, her 12-year-old daughter having sex. Uh, I mean, with, with the phones the way they are now, kids are sending naked pictures to each other. They're doing drug deals. When there's going to be a fight somewhere, they, they text each other where they, there's going to uh, be a fight. A, a, they Mark? videotape every who, fight. Who who was taking the pictures? If if the magician's getting busy with the the girl, well, usually a hand or two could be free there, Jim. I know when you're uh, doing that, there's usually one hand. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Mark's on Ooh. fire tonight. <laughs> I got nothing I for that. that was That's freaking wrong. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Mad props. Uh, All right, I got to go cook my top ramen. I got that. I'm going home. So, 
So we know Jim's hands are free, but what, what, so this is, yeah, whatever. I just, we know that these phones have tons of technology in them. There's even rumor now that they're going to be able to tell, well, actually this is an Apple thing. They're supposedly filed for a patent recently that actually says that these phones will be able to record your heartbeat rhythm, uh, find out a whole bunch of, they'll be able to take a picture of you covertly. Uh, they'll be able to record you covertly. They'll be able to do all this stuff to supposedly so that you can get your phone back easier. But I mean, well, think how much technology has changed. I still have, and I'm embarrassed to say it, but I'm going to upgrade in two months, Brent. Thanks. I still have my little flip phone, you know, and the technology in the last two years is unbelievable with the apps and everything that you could do. You could do everything on your cell phone that you could do on a home computer and more. I mean, you could set up a um, alarm system with video that goes straight to your cell phone when it's motion activated. I mean, it's it just unbelievable what you could do with these cell phones now, and you know, and, and what's going to come out in the next year or two. You're going to be able to do everything off these cell phones, and to give a nine-year-old or twelve-year-old or thirteen-year-old kid a phone with that kind of capability, I mean, you're just asking for problems, and that, yeah, well, that's why we're saying check well, your kids' phones. You'll know when your iTunes bill shows up for the first month, and there's five thousand dollars worth of applications. I always thought. Cell phones were a pain in the butt, but Brett, you probably don't even remember this, but it happened. Uh, Who? Brett, this <laughs> oh, happened. Uh, Brett, right around the corner from your uh, gated community. But remember that couple uh, that was jogging on the uh, the CT trail by where we used to work, and uh, he had a heart attack, but he had put his cell phone in his shirt pocket, and the wife was able to to uh, instantly call nine one one. And because of the uh, rapid response time, uh, he survived. But, you know, in the old days when all you had was a pager, uh, no one had any phone capabilities. And that guy would have surely been a fatality, you know, but they're amazing. It's... Oh, my God. Does anybody even have a pager anymore? I don't. I got so. one in my box I'm saving for a rainy day. I took, <laughs> I took my phone. If someone says, hey, what's your cell phone number? You go, well, uh, just page me. <laughs> That's because your cell phone is a pager, so it's like there's no reason to have multiple devices anymore. I think the last time I carried a pager was almost 12, 14 years ago. Did it? Did it? Did it? Did it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, and that was one of those pagers you could get text messages on, like all six digits or whatever. That was, that was big stuff in the mid-90s. Yeah. You know, you suck can only come across it so many times. Right. All right, so... Anything else? How about Paris Hilton getting uh, caught uh, with cocaine? That's hard. Nice. She, she said everything in her purse was hers except the cocaine that fell out of it. That is hard to believe. Yeah. I never what thought would, she'd have is, any problems like that. What would all those ritzy little girls be doing with cocaine anyway? They're just high on life. Yeah. You know, it was kind of funny that uh, the marijuana charges she faced before went away real quick. Could be because you got a, a billionaire daddy, but um, hey, I'm not saying that. No, no I'm going to have to say it was, uh, it was proven that it was for medicinal purposes. The cocaine? The marijuana. Oh. Well, the cocaine probably, too. She's probably yeah. going to get off saying it's medicinal. Yeah, well, if I had a life like hers, I'd sure need cocaine and dope. Don't ask me to say medicinal. Yeah. No, please. <laughs> <laughs> You had a little problem with that last show, didn't you? There, uh, what with cocaine? 
was a twelve step working out. <laughs> step eleven. Steps after a couple beers. <laughs> it's all a blur. Oh, uh, so Brent, do we have any shout outs or any um, anybody even writing in to us or no? No, everybody hates us. Wow, don't we feel lonely? Yeah. Sheriff Joe, you are like a god to me, and we can't wait to have you on the show. Last week's show had a ton of people that downloaded it, though, and they all said it was because Jim wasn't on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you get a lot of downloads last week? Yeah, they're going up and up. It's uh, Every week seems to be more, so that's a good sign. That's cool. Whatever. <sighs> no, they've been consistently going up. Not everybody just hates you. Well, we got to figure out a way to get people to call in besides trying to offer them money. I'm smart <laughs> enough. I'm good enough. Thank gosh darn it. People like me. Yep, you keep thinking that. Um, yeah, that's that's a tough it's tough to get people to call in to, you know, to to write in on shows like this because it's a it's something that, you know, they're already intimidated by cops, so it's hard to uh I don't know. You know. Maybe nobody has any questions. I think we're a pretty friendly group, don't you think? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Leave us alone! Yeah. Yeah. You suck! Yeah, as, gun, as Ed says, I'm pulling a gun out of my back pocket. Yeah, we're real friendly. <laughs> i got to shoot you for asking a question. Now, if it's a dump... No, never mind. So, Ed, did you get a hold of uh, Sheriff Joe to be on our show? No, no, no. I've been working on that, and Sheriff... Uh, I don't want to tear his name up. Uh, he, he's, a, he's a sheriff of Pinal County. I can't pronounce his last name proper. It's B-A-B-U. Uh, <laughs> it's a four-letter name, and you can't pronounce it correctly? It's, it's, it's bad, bad Blue, I think, or, or something along those lines. Bad Blue! Project. So, yeah. <laughs> there goes the hopes really, for that. Uh, let's, really let's, find, let's find uh, something where he pronounces it, and then we could be good to go. Yeah, well, yeah, after really, that, he's not going to want to be on our show. A good stand-up guy. He's been on a lot of national shows here um, uh, actively just saying it like it is, telling them what, uh, what the president's not doing and what the feds are not doing, and his deputies are getting shot at and all that kind of stuff by repeat uh, illegal offenders and so forth. So That sounds like tell, tell him not to listen to this episode because then he won't want to be on the show. He's a good hey, guy. Excellent. You guys, just had another work for. you guys just had another deputy killed down there, didn't you? Uh, there was one up in northern Arizona. I think he was from Utah. He got blasted by some guy who was running away with a rifle. Um, up there in the northeast, no, I think it was the northwest corner of uh, Arizona and Utah, right along the border there. I'm not sure what the circumstances were. The guy was wanted for some some minor charge of burglary or something like that, and he blasted the uh, deputy who was closing in on him. So there was a three-day manhunt until they caught him. Oh, Man, but- you know what made me sick was down here locally, we had a... Uh- an officer from Fremont came into Oakland to serve a search warrant on some gangbanger that had some warrants against him. And they spotted him and went to approach him, and they got in a gunfight back and forth. And the uh, the officer got shot twice in the abdomen, went down, and the uh, suspect ran over and tried to carjack a car. And the guy drove off, and he fired rounds and shattered the windows, injuring the uh, the victim in the car. And then he ran to a liquor store and carjacked another car and made a getaway. And uh, they got a manhunt going on. And just the other day, they caught him just feet away from the Mexican border. He was fleeing to Mexico. San Diego, and they right? caught him. Yeah, yeah. Right before he got over the border, 
They got him. And the the news showed him in the back of the patrol car, and he's just smiling in the back of the patrol car. And you did. You know, that kind of stuff, you were just kind of almost hoping that he pulled the gun out on the cops down there and, you know, save us all money. Because this 20-year-old, we're going to be paying for the rest of uh, the, this 20-year-old, we're going to be paying for the rest of his life in, in prison. And just watching him smirk and smile in the back of the patrol car, you just wanted to punch this little gangbanger. And, uh, yeah, but now he'll go to prison, he'll have uh, Facebook he'll, privileges, and he'll be able to... No, nah, he'll be out in two weeks. Yeah, he'd be in the Mexican Mafia to living high on life because he shot a cop. Yep. Good so, stuff. Mark, speaking of uh, apprehending that guy, uh, a fellow who left uh, your department and went to Oakland, uh, his squad was uh, in, in the lead and actually uh, led to his arrest down there in San Diego. Oh, good. Yeah, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Tall, slender guy used to run like a chicken with his head cut off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah good guy. He, uh, Him and his squad caught him down there via new technology. So they were able to awesome. track them from uh, one tower to the next, so to speak. Uh, yeah. Cell phones. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, they got him. Uh, apparently they spotted him, and the guy got out of the car and made a run for the border, and they got him just feet from uh, going into the border. <laughs> Did he yell oh, out, you to Taco Bell? Too bad uh, Vic Mackey wasn't there. <laughs> Freeze, sucker. <laughs> yeah, so at least the guy's in custody, and the cop... Uh, Hey, you know, if anybody wants to donate blood, donate it in the name of Todd Young, uh, the Fremont, California police officer. He's um, still in critical condition. He's already gone through over 100 units of blood, and the Red Cross says that they need blood. He needs more surgeries. So go to the Red Cross, donate blood under the name of uh, Todd Young, Officer Todd Young with the Fremont, California Police Department. It would be greatly uh, appreciated. They didn't say what kind of blood, did they? Uh, no, they, they'll take any kind of blood. Cause his I think it'd be the blood. red kind, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. He was universal. He could accept any kind of blood. Mm. And uh, But it goes into his name. Basically, uh, any blood that they're going to use, he's not going to be charged for because it'll all be on account. But they said he's going to need several more surgeries. Um, it tore up a lot of organs uh, in his pelvic area, and he's still in critical condition. So... Blood's needed. They've had an outpouring so far, but they're going to need more. Literally. So, that was so to speak, right? Yeah. Pardon the pun, I believe is what right, right. to look at. I've got to look on WebMD and see if there's such a type as universal. That sounds like something Mark just made up. It's called O. Uh, yeah. he, uh, he had a universal blood type. Oh, no, wait. If you have O, you can give to anybody, right? Isn't that it? He no, had, I, well, okay, I got to spell it out for Jim. He had the type of blood where he could accept, I believe, any type. I've never heard of that, dude. It's either A, B, O, or uh, you better be watching what you're putting in your system, all right? <laughs> Anti-freeze. Well, negatives but and I'm positives not. are different, too, right? Well, Jim, if you, if you got I'm a Mark free Lambert, hand, I have go universal to... blood type, so just lay it on me. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> I'm cool. if, you got, if you got a free hand, go to WebMD and check it out and see. If I yeah. have a free, that was you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna wear that out, Mark. Watch it. Yeah. <laughs> Not as much as you tried to wear out the Harleys. Oh, don't even bring it up. Oh God, I'm gonna get them started here. You oh. you can hear his mind ticking now. You hear it? Yeah. It's okay, here we go. I got a Wikipedia. Sounds like a valve on a Harley. Okay, here you go. Here's 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 covering for Mark. 
Uh, with regard to transfusions of whole blood or packed red blood cells, individuals with type O R H D negative blood are often called universal donors. They're Thank donors, not acceptors. Thank you. Donor. Donor, not acceptor. Type type O blood is considered the universal donor because it can be donated to people of any blood type. Type A B plus uh, blood is considered to be universal. There's no universal recipient. Thank you. Well, that's what it says here for for blood type. What does it say? It says type O blood is a universal blood type and is the only blood type that can be transfused to patients with other blood types. Here we go. Let's make it easy for all of us. If there's any paramedics, EMTs, or nurses that listen to our show... Email Brent and let him know if there's such a thing as a recipient that could accept all types of blood. And I'm, send, we'll I'm sending it. I'm there. sending you the link and right if now. If you're a single and, nurse between 35 and, we'll, and 45, we'll, please email your phone number to Brent that he can. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you a book if you send us in an answer to that question. Oh my God! I just sent and you guys. And we promise Brent won't call you. Hey, so the moral of that story is. If you've got a lawnmower from Sears and it says use 30 weight oil only, then it's not a universal mower. But it says if it's got a little sticker on it that says can accept universal oil types, then you can stick whatever you want in there, right? Exactly. All right. You got, got it, it covered. All right. Only if it's a Briggs and Stratton. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> God. Yeah, let's let's mention everybody that could ever be a sponsor and just piss them all off. Well, no, Brent oh, makes a fine uh, makes a fine motor. I used to use those on my mini bikes when I was a kid. Does it use universal oil? Well, you know, they're universally they fit on my mini bike. Yeah, universally pad. could explode with any oil in them. <laughs> well, my dad got me a new mower uh, for my birthday last year, and I lost the oil that was in the box that came with it, so I just threw some uh, some old two-stroke outboard oil in there, oh, and that Briggs and Stratton has been running awesome. It smokes a little, but <laughs> it smokes know, it's, a it's little. incredible. So, uh, yeah, Briggs and Stratton makes a strong product. Can't actually see Jim when he's mowing, but it's cool. <laughs> That's why he's pissing all the wasp off. Yeah. Oh, the smoke, universal. smoke calms him. It's like a beekeeper. You just pull the smoke all over him. For medicinal purposes. So I know this is going to be hard to believe, but, uh, you know, since Oakland uh, laid off all those cops, there's been an 8.5% increase in a one-month period of uh, crime, robberies, and assault. I so, think the city council, yeah, city council tried to poo-poo that, didn't they? Yeah. So basically, what does it say? Robberies and assaults rose 8.5% one month period from July 13th to August 13th, a time when 80 police officers left the street because of the layoffs. So that's, uh, I know that's not hard to believe, but... What's the motto of the book we wrote? Every action has a, I can't think of the word. Universal oil type? Uh, Something like that. Reaction. Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying that... They what a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hey, that's... let's try and get those numbers up. Let's lay off some more. Yeah, they're going to, too. That's what I heard. I think Autobergs are bad now. I'll give it a couple of months. Yeah, well, they, the Autobergs in Oakland aren't bad. The Autobergs surrounding Oakland are bad. They all come out here, take them, and then go back on BART. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bart, I'm talking about you, 10851 Highway. So, okay, I don't know who wrote this in the book. Who did Citizen's Arrest? 
Was that Mark. you, Mark? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't even have a copy of the book in front of me here. It was well, Mark. That's good. So it's three pages, so it's Mark. Now, I'm pretty sure that Curfew... Was Curfew you, Jim? No, it was Mark. So really, you're not prepared and don't want to talk about anything? No, I'm prepared. I just I didn't write anything in the book. Anything at all? Nothing. Mark did the whole thing? Well, I wrote the catchphrase, every action has a... <laughs> <laughs> so you wrote, you wrote that Universal catchphrase? Oil product attached to it. Called Mark one night and said, okay, every action has a reaction. Go. No, I kept calling him saying, hey, dude, I'm writing this. Can you write that? And what I actually did was have him write all 82 chapters <laughs> while he was under the belief that I was writing 82 others, which aren't in there. And uh, Mark basically wrote the whole book without knowing about it. That is awesome. Yeah. Nice job. It's called delegation. <laughs> I haven't made a penny off it yet either. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not bitter. Wow. You know Speaking of fraud, Jim, I think somebody needs to <laughs> check with Brent since he has charge of our bank account. We haven't seen a penny from the book yet. I'm thinking. Uh, I don't believe fraud Brent's is a topic for tonight. Hey, hey, me and Jim don't live in a gated community. Look at you living high on the hog. Yeah, I don't have a house either, but you do. <laughs> you want to play this game, really? Oh. Remember, I have the hang up button. Oh, yes, you do. Yep. Click. Bye, Mark. <laughs> you already jacked up the first show. Why it'll, not be the, it'll be the Jim, Ed, and Brent show. Hey, Mark, what's the color of the night? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I just thought, you know, all you Harley Iron Clansmen or lawyers <laughs> or doing their to toenails while they're listening in. I was just wondering what the... There we go. You know, your wife's okay. cotton pads between your toes, just painting away. Oh, let's put a little <laughs> glitter in there. It's a, it's blue metal flake tonight. Jim. It's blue metal nice. flake. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. Uh, your, uh, candy apple red with a hint of purple. How's your wing ding going with the uh, Goldwing Club? <laughs> oh, it's going awesome. Yeah, he does. We're having a group ride to Subway as soon as the show's over. Oh, you're not going to the wing stop to get chicken wings? No, we were there last night. Actually, hey, if you ever go to the wing stop, try their... Well, what's that hottest one they have? It's called... Death. No, it's, it's beyond that. I forgot. <laughs> um, try their hottest one. It'll, like, burn your mouth off. That's always enjoyable. Do it before <laughs> yes. a show. Yeah, and then you get to look forward to a few hours after you get home. It's going to be even more enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, right. that's, all, that's always the best part. Thanks for bringing that up, Mark. Nice. Hey, no problem. Try it next time you're there. Probably feels like a wasp sting. <laughs> for like yeah, a half, no half kidding. straight. With the, with the allergic reaction. So. Hey, here's a, hey wait. Thinking what? of the wasp thing. Jim, how did you get bit by three? When the first one got you, didn't you like take preventative measures? Every action has a reaction, remember. Uh, Mark, uh, there was a nest hanging overhead, and when I opened the shed doors, apparently uh, a couple of them fell out of the nest and pissed the rest of them off, and uh, three of them hit me at the same time. Bam. On the same arm. In the same spot. And it's the same story we talked about an hour ago, so why are we re-bringing re it up? <laughs> Good, so I think that Jim should uh, put Mark under citizen's arrest. Why don't we talk about that? 
citizen's arrest. Sounds good. So if uh, if Jim thinks that Mark's a pain in the butt and wants the citizens arrest him, what does he have to do? Or call why? Or does he do anything? Or can he do anything? He has to call, call a cop first. Mm, that's an important note, isn't it? The policeman comes by with his little form and his little uh, clipboard and says, uh, "If you'd like to place him under arrest, you have to sign this form here." Officer, my brother came to the front window wearing a purple tutu and was painting his nails in broad daylight. It was an obscene and and vicious act, and I was offended, and I want him arrested. I hooked a guy for 314 one time when I was off duty. That was the damnedest thing. That's like Jim. Was it Officer, Mark? This man, Mark. <laughs> Officer, this man was parked in front of my house, and I could only see one hand. He the other one, something else with the other hand. The other one was looking at WebMD. For all those nurses between that age rage, I, uh, age, age rage. rage. <laughs> age rage. Jim's been going to the rages looking for the ages. Right. Next topic. <laughs> no, can you elaborate on citizens? Nah, arrest, no, please? just keep going. He gets embarrassed when he gets So I call an officer to arrest Mark because I feel he's committed a crime. Yes. I tell the officer what I think I saw or what I think he did. And then the can, cop will determine. Will determine anything? Did, will terminate. Oh, my God. <laughs> terminate. <laughs> yeah. yeah put that bottle away until after the show. <laughs> it's that damn Benadryl. God, the beast thing was a week ago. I can't understand it. That stuff's got a lot then of Then the cop will determine if uh, there's elements for a crime and... I like if that word, though, determinate. That's better. Determinate. Determinate? Yeah, I like that. And he can regulate. So does the officer need to see the thing that happened or not? If he had his tutu on, he was only painting his nails and he wasn't playing with a tally whacker, he, there's no crime. Hmm. So we just have to ask Basically, him down the well, if he's, on your, if he's on your property doing it, it's trespassing, right? Well, yeah, but you have to warn him first or have signs clearly posted. A citizen's right. arrest is a misdemeanor not committed in the cop's presence. If the cop shows up and the guy says, he hit me, and the cop didn't see it, the cop says, well, if you want to place him under citizen's arrest, you know, just let me know. You sign a form. And the citizen doesn't actually go out and arrest the guy. The, the guy says, yeah, I want him arrested. So the cop has the victim sign a citizen's arrest form. The cop places the suspect under citizen's arrest. He could cite him out in the field. He could take him down to uh, the jail and book him and release him. Or if he thinks it's going to continue, he could send him over to county jail. But any liability on that, as for a false arrest, is going to uh, end up being on the person that wanted the other person arrested. There's a lot of bogus ones out there. And as Jim says, a cop can determinate at the scene, basically kind of weed out stuff. But here in California, a cop cannot refuse a citizen's arrest. If somebody's demanding a citizen's arrest, um, we got to do it. And a lot of times, if there's some kind of assault where somebody is demanding the other person be arrested, um, you know, a lot of times I'll tell the other guy, hey, he wants you arrested, and you have the right to have him arrested too. And once the first person hears that, he'll usually back off and say, well, okay, I don't want him arrested, but uh, I just don't want him to bug me anymore. So, But basically, here in California, a cop cannot refuse a citizen's arrest they got to arrest the guy i want to say on our forums not only do they have a waiver they have to sign but there's also a statement they have to read to the person that's under arrest 
And that's, I think, in a lot of shoplift type things for stores uh, or even, you know, regular citizens like neighbor disputes or whatever. But I think the person uh, on our forums has to verbally advise um, the other person that they're placing them under citizen's arrest. The citizen does? Yeah. Hmm. The victim. Hmm. That's the way it used to be, wasn't it, Mark? Is that just with the SO? or Because uh, I know we just have to inform them you're being placed under citizen's arrest, but... Uh... We had those forums, Mark, back in the day, in the early 90s, didn't we? Uh, maybe back then. I, yeah. I just know now, I just show, we just have to check the box saying that the arrest is a citizen's arrest, and we have to have the person sign a citizen's arrest form, sign it, and promise them that uh, they're going to appear in court. Well, that's why all your cases get kicked out of court and all the sheriff cases <laughs> get prosecuted, because uh, you didn't do it the right way. Well, Jim's using the forms from the 90s still. That's all we can afford. <laughs> and they had electricity back then. <laughs> hey, what I'd like to hear is uh, any other officers out there in another state, how you guys handle citizens' arrest, if it's a must-take um, or, or whatever. So if you can give us a quick little email, send it to Brent or to the show, and let us know how you guys handle citizens' arrest in other states. We'll send you a book. Is that what you wanted to say? Well, if somebody writes in. All right, so, yeah. I'm going to post this whole, I think I'll post this whole section of the the book up because there's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of sex in, sections. Oh, you <laughs> I got to determinate my sexing. Tonight's blooper <laughs> night, isn't it? Yeah, it's germinating, huh? Blah. Can't speak. So, when I get done determinating what I'm going to write, I'm going to put this on the site. I'm afraid to open my mouth again. I like to terminate, though. That's kind of cool. You could determine to terminate. It's pretty good stuff. So, okay. So we'll we'll get this up there. But basically, everybody has the right to do a citizen's rest. Right. How That's do you How do you guys feel? And drunk driving. Here's another one. Drunk driving. We get a call of a, a citizen saying, "Hey, there's a car swerving all over the lanes. Uh, just ran a red light. I'm following them. The cops trying to catch up to them." Hey, the car just pulled into a parking lot. You know, we're in a row, and, uh, you know, it's a green, whatever, whatever, whatever. The cop shows up. Guy's already out of the car. Cop did not see him driving. Um, the per- and, But he does, contacts the guy, smells the alcohol, does the uh, field sobriety test. The guy's drunk as, as hell. <laughs> and, uh, okay there? Yeah, I, I almost said something else. <laughs> and so... Um, since he didn't see him driving, the citizen can place that guy under citizen's arrest. And is that a Mister, legit misdemeanor? Not, yeah, misdemeanor not committed in the officer's presence. Because for that to occur, you you need to have somebody to witness the driving. And okay, so so, could, so in that case, the cop could. I mean, he could say, "Hey, you could citizen's arrest him, and then I could take him for the DUI." Basically, yeah, yeah, it takes him for DUI because you got somebody. So that's, that's a good one. Seeing the driving. Now, how yeah. many how many citizens arrests do you think you've done? Oh, I since I've been the cop for over twenty years, uh, probably at least seventy five. Okay, and or, of or, all or more over a hundred of all of those, how many are, were legitimately like good ones? That's only well, five a year, Mark. <laughs> when, when when they're not, you could usually weed them out. Like I said, by telling the person, the other one, the other person's going to have them arrested. Also, citizens arrest, and they usually go away. If they're not good ones, the cop can usually weed them out and uh, you determinate. Know, not go. 
a difference. Determinate, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh. You had to do more than five citizens arrests a year because I know you should take more than five 488s a year. The citizens arrest in the stores. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Actually, that's including uh, shoplifting, so it's way over right. that too. Because yeah. basically, every shoplifting incident is is a citizens arrest when the store clerk wants the shoplifter arrested. So yeah, including those, there's probably up in the hundreds. Yeah, I was gonna say because you sound like a slug saying you got a hundred and twenty years. No, count shoplifters. There's hundreds. Ed used to kiss everything off, so he maybe had. <laughs> I just pay for the stolen items. Tell the guy, hey, this is easy to put a paper. He used to kiss what? <laughs> Was that two eighty eight or four eighty eight? You can look up those sections and tell us what we're talking about. So, okay. all right. So, yeah, I'll post this up because this is a, it, it's a good section in the book. It talks all goes in depth about it. So. All right, so yeah. with felonies, the cop doesn't need a citizen's arrest. Right, the, uh, it's just misdemeanors not committed in the cop's presence that a citizen can arrest. Juveniles and domestic violence, right? With what? With juveniles and domestic violence, you can still arrest out of your presence. Correct. Right. A lot more leniency in those. Yeah, I think it's been so long since I've had one. I think. Uh... I meant a citizen's arrest. That I, uh, I think, it, you know, mainly shoplifting. You know, at stores where store security or the store personnel, you know, detain someone for shoplifting. I think it's, those are the most common. Right. Yep, and that are, and assaults. Hmm. So anyway, next topic. Curfew. Jim wanted to talk about this. Well, this whole well, it's interesting because the. Well, there's we got a ton of information on it, but you know the the beginning of the book, this topic says, you know, what an obtrusive law, such an infringement on people's rights. Nobody's going to tell me when I have to be home at night. I can do whatever I want. Nobody's going to tell me differently. Well, Jim has firsthand experience seeing our dad come into the uh, nearby city jail and picking Jim up as a juvenile when he got arrested for trespassing. So is that after curfew? Oh, not trespassing. I'm sorry. It was curfew. <laughs> I do believe that, that you need you need yeah, to determine if you're on the right show. Yes. Yeah, tres- <laughs> trespassing came later. <laughs> when you snuck back in or what? <laughs> the trespassing was senior ball night. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I think that was a 288 also. <laughs> <laughs> I think her dad was a little more pissed than my dad. <laughs> 314 and all that kind of stuff. Oh, my God. So It was a one-handed night. <laughs> yeah, in jail. <laughs> so where she's at now. In jail with all that. Never mind. So let's go into this a little bit. So what, I mean, why do we have curfews? Why are they put in place? Who's affected by them? And how do we enforce it? I don't know, okay. Sprint. Why? So now that that topic's <laughs> over, jeez. <laughs> Basically, cities cities have different curfews. It's not like a statewide one time. Different cities make can have municipal codes, different curfews. Generally, they'll set a time, um, like from ten o'clock at night till six in the morning. People under the age of eighteen can't be out by themselves. Um, 
they could be out with parents or guardians or if they're on their way to or from school or a school event. There's a lot of uh, exceptions in there. But basically, if somebody uh, kids, you know, car loaded kids are out uh, driving around, they get stopped um, after curfew. They could be cited for a curfew. Uh, there's other in the, types in the old days, though. I mean, curfew used to be an arrestable offense for like juveniles, but now I don't think it's a. Uh, I don't think it's arrestable. It's not charged unless it's uh, you know a crime is committed. Yeah, most of the time the cops can get them out, sit them on the curb, call mommy or daddy, uh, eleven or twelve at night or whatever, one in the morning, make them come down and uh, pick them up. Yeah, but like vandalism, if they vandalize a house at 10 p.m., you know, you, you wouldn't add curfew or anything to that charge. But if it's after, you know, during that early morning hours when curfew technically is in effect, then it becomes a second charge. Hmm. Right. But, I mean, again, there's not too many cops that are going to charge the kid with it. Most of the time they'll make the parents come to the scene or take them. You, you have the right to transport them to the station and have mom or dad come down and uh, pick them up from the station. It's a great reason to talk to people, though. Yeah, and there's other curfews, too, in uh, my city, and there's several other cities that are uh, starting these. There's daytime curfews now. Yep, I've heard um, this. In our city, if a juvenile is found out and about, not in school, between 8.30 in the morning and 1.30 in the afternoon, they are cited for a municipal code um, of truancy, and... The first one that we issue is the warning. A copy gets sent to the parents. The kid gets a copy. He gets transported back to school. Uh, the second, and if he gets three of them in a year, um, a notice still gets sent out. The parents are notified. They still get transported back to the school. But if he gets three of them within one year, the Department of Motor Vehicles will suspend his driver's license before he or she even gets it. So they'll put a notation because um, every kid wants to drive at the age of 16, and most of them already have an ID card, they'll be barred from getting a uh, California driver's license until they're 18 years old. So it's it's a pretty pretty good tool to use. I mean, we've still had kids that you know have had six, seven, eight of them in a year because they really don't care if they get a license or not. But it's a good tool to use, and a lot of other cities are trying to start similar programs. Hmm. Speaking of tools, what do you think, Brent? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it ought to be it shouldn't be called the curfew law it ought to be called the uh piss poor parenting law because that's what it's mainly mainly directed at you know parents i stopped and, and this was i don't know a handful of years back but i remember it like it was yesterday stopped this shaky looking car cruising uh cruising down the street at 2 30 in the morning and these two dirtbag looking guys that were 25 and 26 years old had a uh, 14 and 16 year old girl in sitting in the back seat and I, I was just shocked and so you detain the girls you find out that you know hey you're on your own you're here willingly uh, you weren't forced or anything like that and do your parents know where you're at and of course they say yes and and you get the phone number and the first thing you do is call the parents hey do you know what, where your daughter is no where is she well I stopped this car for uh, doing whatever, and she's in the back seat wearing this little micro mini skirt with three bottles of sh empty champagne, and she's with guys that are almost twice her age. 
do you know so-and-so and do you know so-and-so? Well, no. <laughs> well, do you have a problem with your daughter being out here? Well, what did she do wrong? Is she doing something wrong right now? <laughs> it's just that, like the total lack of concern and awareness is just nauseating. But, uh, you know, you call some of these parents in the middle of the night thinking they would appreciate knowing what their kids are up to because, uh, well, I'm going to stay with Brenda for the night, obviously turned into uh, not staying anywhere for the night, just roaming the streets. And then the parents have the gall to think we're inconveniencing them when we call them at 2 in the morning to say, hey, come down and get keyword your kid uh, back home safe where they belong well the parents are clueless I remember a call I made it was like 2.30 in the morning I called the house and mother answered I said hey is your daughter's name so and so yes it is do you know where she is yes she's in bed I go well no she's not she goes what do you mean she's not I go I have her here in a car that is not her how dare you call me at 2 in the 30 in the morning and accuse my daughter of being out she's in bed right here I said well why don't you go check you know, Mark, since she comes did back you just say phone, two the thirty? I said two thirty in the morning. You said two the thirty. I said two thirty in the morning. You said two the thirty. Brent, play it back. <laughs> well, hey, if I'm gonna get if I screw up, gonna get called on it. You're gonna get called on it, dude. You said two the thirty. Hey, My still, question is, what the hell is that? You're still I in the lead. Time for, is it? It's uh, two the thirty. You're still in the lead for bloopers tonight, so. You said ahead, to the I've determinated that both of you are to the 30. You said so, to the 30. Keep going. <laughs> it's not important anymore. Ed, hey, no attention. I heard hey, it, I Ed, heard how it. are things in Arizona? Okay, so down here, still what time is it there? Two in the 30? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's six to the 30 over there. <laughs> it's six to the 46. Yeah. <laughs> well, just determinate what you're going to say. What time? I'll determinate. So how do – okay, so they get a ticket, they get site released, whatever. What – how is that usually taken? I mean, in-house informal diversion, probation. Yeah, they they got to go to court and face a judge, and they got to bring a parent with them. And what, what kind of outcome from court would usually uh, happen? A lot of times um, community service. Mm. Yeah, and you, there may be a monetary fine. Assign, you know, associated with it, but a lot of times it's community service, or they'll issue a fine in a certain amount and offer them community service to wor uh, work it off. Do we even do diversion anymore? Yeah, Some that, cities do. We used to have in-house where we actually had a juvenile ju juvenile officer, oop, and oop, oop. they'd get. <laughs> God, it's fun. It's a high they'd level of cited, They'd actually get cited into the police department where it would be. Officially kept off their record right. if they uh, abided by the the terms of informal probation, and that was checking in uh, once a month with with the uh, school resource officer and performing community service, whatever it was that was mandated. And if they failed to do that, then the case would be referred to the actual uh, county juvenile hall, and they'd have official charges on their record. But you know, I thought there was a lot more use of in-house uh, in-house hearings by the juvenile <clears throat> officers. Some cities have uh, student courts where minor crimes, you know, little infractions or stuff like that, curfew, whatever, are referred to the student court. And they actually let these kids' peers uh, decide their punishment. They'll have a police officer sit in. Some of them are actually held at a courthouse with a judge. And uh, they'll hear the case and determine the, the punishment. So a lot of it is, or at least used to be, um, 
kind of farmed out to keep them away from the regular court system and went out to other areas. But with all the budget cuts and the economy the way it is now, I doubt many cities have the luxury of having a police officer, you know, to pay him overtime to go to a student court or or even the diversion. I mean, even having a juvenile officer, right? Right. A lot of cities, they're taking their officers that were SROs or in special assignments and throwing them in a patrol because they're so short. They can't afford to hire more cops, so they're basically eliminating a lot of the special positions. (laughs) Uh, The tip section is funny. Jim must have written this one. I think it was Jim. Yeah, because he talks about the Cleavers. Oh, that's Jim. Yeah. That's good stuff. What, Eddie Haskell? No, you're when, when you <laughs> no, that, that. when you summarize stuff in the book, it gets pretty funny. Yeah, you'll have to That's post that. It, it's actually a good article, and for those that go onto the website, look up the article that Jim wrote about where have all the parents gone. I mean, that really hits home as to how we have so many problems with kids. I mean, the guns that are out there is incredible. How many groups of kids? are driving around with guns in the car. It's just amazing. I have to go to court next week on four juveniles in a car that were driving around shooting at people. I got into pursuit, and uh, we ended up stopping the car and arrested the four kids, and they had guns in the car. It's just really amazing that the parents are clueless as to what their kids are doing out there. So read that article. Where have all hey, the Martin, parents gone? It's a good the article. sad thing is all these kids are living life like it's a... Uh... Uh, Playbox uh, or PlayStation movie, movie. Right. like it's a movie or a, or a game with all this graphic violence, and it's it means there's no personalization to it. It's just like, well, that's what I've been brought up on. They're desensitized. When the way I refer to it is, you know, when when we go to training at the range, they call it muscle memory. You know, pull the gun out, shoot the target, reholster, pull it out. They have you practice it so many times that it becomes muscle memory. It becomes automatic. You don't have to think about doing it. Well, when these kids are playing these very realistic video games where you're engaging the SWAT teams and police officers and killing people, when you do that so many times, these kids are so desensitized to violence that in the real world, when they got a gun and they get into beef with some somebody, it's muscle memory for them to just start shooting. It just they're so desensitized to violence or seeing people die that that's that's what's happening. But you know, there is no reset button in life, and. Uh, just like that punk 20-year-old that was wanted that shot the cop. He's in prison for the rest of his life. Um, there is no redo. How do these over. kids get all these guns in a state that has such uh, stern gun laws, I wonder? Oh, man. It, it's easier for these kids to get a gun on the street than it is to, you know, buy a gram of marijuana. <laughs> What's a redo? <laughs> redo. Well, you, you know what I actually amazes me is that years ago they were going after kids for smoking cigarettes. And not worried about marijuana crack and and, and uh, crank, and and guns and all that. But they're making these kids not smoke cigarettes. We had cigarette patrols out on Friday nights. They couldn't buy packs of cigarettes, but they're running around with guns in their cars. It's like, yeah. wh- wh- where's the common sense at in all this stuff? You know? Yeah, the the guns basically are coming from home burglaries. Um, you know, or like that idiot that left two guns and a laptop in his car at that famous hotel chain. Um, the guns are coming from burglaries, and they're they're being sold on the street. And I'm I'm not, you know, making this up. It's easier for people to get a gun on the street than it is for drugs. There are just a lot of guns out there, and it's it's really scary. Most of our shootings that we have in the city, and we're we're a pretty active city. There's a lot of shootings, 
most of them are juveniles. The young gangbangers. They they've all got guns. I like Those big guns. Big guns. Biggins? <laughs> you say? <laughs> Gotta redo that one. <laughs> That's I've determined that was wrong. So How you guys hey. are talking hick. <laughs> Biggins. Yeah. Ewins. Y'all. Ewins. <laughs> they got there there is really a different uh, language altogether when you get in the south. The couple times I've been there this year it was uh or the once I've been here this year it was uh it was I had to stop and actually listen to what was being said in order to <laughs> get the two words that are put into one word to figure out what the heck was going on. Ed actually yeah, learned how to speak that at a Walmart in Arkansas. <laughs> Can I get a translator? <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, I was at a, a funeral, a, a viewing actually, right before the funeral, and I met uh, a, a, I guess you would call him an in-law family member that I, I, I for the life of me, I couldn't understand what Did he was in saying. Bread or in-law? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think he's inbred, but... Uh, now you're offending his own family. That's wrong. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's, it's all fun because my, my folks are from Arkansas, too. But, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't understand a word he was saying. I felt like I was back in Ireland 20 years ago, and I had to ask the wife to... Uh, to, <laughs> to translate? Tell, yeah, exactly, to translate and interpret what the hell was being said. What do you say? Kind of, yeah, very fast, and it's uh, double words. and But it's good people, nonetheless. Yeah. Did you just say interpretate? Because, <laughs> I mean... It's it's getting it's like a virus here tonight. It is. It's like off. now we've determined that we're interpreting the sexes. And I mean, we're having the thirty. God. Hey, I think we've all been bitten by that. Brent, Brent too. What? Hey, and while we're talking of burglaries, I got to tell you, people, wake up, get an alarm system. Today, I went to a call of a burglary and pro or a, an alarm, and we get there, and there's these two juveniles about a half a block away. We stop and we detain them, go up to the house. There's an open window, the screen's down on the bottom, and the alarm's going off. And it turned out were these two little punks just walking around, should have cited them for curfew. They weren't in school. They uh, they picked a house. It was at the end of a court, not really in view of uh, the other houses. They took the screen off. Uh, they jimmied open the kitchen window. They went in. And there was a motion sensor, luckily, inside, and they set off the motion sensor. As soon as the alarm went off, boom, they bailed out the front door. If if that homeowner didn't have that alarm system or if she didn't set it when she went out, like a lot of people, they figure it's too inconvenient to push a button, uh, that house would have been cleaned out. We wouldn't have got the call till 6 o'clock at night when the homeowner comes home and says, my house has been ransacked. But luckily, they had an alarm system. Uh, they set it. And the minute these kids climbed in the kitchen window and hit that motion sensor, when they heard the alarm go off, they bailed out. Homeowner didn't lose a thing. So alarms, they're invaluable. In fact, uh, read the section on alarm systems, too. They're, they're invaluable. Hey, Mark, was that during the daytime when the kids are supposed to be in school? Yep. Yeah, but these, now, these two kids have been kicked out of every school. They, they got kicked out of regular school. They got sent to a... Uh, another type of school downtown for troubled youths. They got kicked out of that. They went to the state continuation school, which luckily is in our city. And uh, they got kicked out of that. And there's nowhere else to go. They're basically supposed to be homeschooled. But, uh, uh, yeah, there as is. Far, as far as the citizens yeah. that, are, that happen to be at home during the day, if they see kids wandering around the neighborhood, that used to be backpacks. They'd stuff all the small stuff into on the, on their back and yeah. head out of the house they just burglarized. 
if they're wandering around the middle of the day with a backpack on, it looks a little loaded more than it should be, what would you suggest they do? Well, oh, call in. I mean, they could just call and say, hey, there's two kids walking down my street. I think they're supposed to be in school. Maybe an officer could check them out. You know, and it's probably going to be a low-priority call if the cops are busy. But if if there's no, you know, if there's an available unit, they may send it out. And most cops will stop kids like that in the middle of the day uh, with a backpack. Hey, you know, where do you guys go to school? Aren't you supposed to be in school? And, um, but you're right. I see kids during the summertime when school's out, I see kids walking through neighborhoods with backpacks. You know, I was on vacation this summer and I see kids walking through my neighborhood with backpacks and I'm thinking, you know, it's summertime. They're not in school. So they're, they're probably out committing bergs and that's the way they're carrying the stuff around. Yeah. So it's just a little heads up for all the people out there that happen to be at home during the day. Right. So, so the moral of the story is the fact that we do care, and people, we just need the help of the parents and the other and other citizens to call this stuff. If in. something looks suspicious, call it in. We'd rather get there and find out it's nothing than to have to go there four hours later and spend two hours fingerprinting, taking burglary reports, and going through a ransacked house. And that's the whole reason that you know me and Jim wrote that book. Um, Apparently, you wrote the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to avoid cops having to go, you know, react to after what happens. We'd rather be out preventing crime rather than having to react to it. And so that's the whole thing. We'd rather get there and make sure it's nothing and go on to the next next call. Yeah, I, I can't tell you how many burglaries I've gone to at 530 in the afternoon. Some poor guy got up at 6 o'clock that morning, took a shower, threw his clothes on, went to work, spent 10 hours at work, comes home to find everything he's ever worked for and spent his money on gone. Yeah, but the ran- house is ransacked. Yeah, and what do you say to a poor guy where all his possessions are gone? I mean, sorry, and you're, you're processing the house, making a mess out of it with the fingerprint dust, but, uh, you know, the, the $30 a month, that extra dollar a day for the alarm goes a long ways. I would have said, Jim, you should have locked your doors. <laughs> Actually, what Ed uses what Ed Oh, used you're to say there. Was, oh, sorry. What, what Ed used to say was, uh, the graveyard officer will be on in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I got written up for doing that one time, too. <laughs> well, the guy was out of town on vacation, so I, I told the neighbors. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. When he comes back, and that was my first uh, written reprimand, I'm still mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still mad. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, was the, uh, I was the only car on the street. You know, I was the in-between shift car, and... Get a cold burglary. The crook's out of town. The crook's gone. The, the victim's out of town. I said, when he comes back, I'll take the report. You know, I didn't know where the guy was. Neither did he. He said he'd be back in two days. I said, okay, I'll board it up. Ed shift was like a, tra- a traffic light. You know, the first four hours, everything's green. Everything goes. You know, the next two hours is kind of yellow. You got to be careful what paper you get. But the last two hours of his shift was red. You don't take any paper. You <laughs> kiss it off. <laughs> hey, work smarter, not harder. <laughs> Now, the downhill part was I, my, my biggest two things of the day was if you made it to Code 7, and then you want to go home one piece. So that was it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I'd, I'd say we've made it through yet another show. With Jim. That's amazing. Hey, hey Jim, uh, uh, you know Tom Conger, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be home in about 15, uh, less than two weeks, I guess. About two weeks, he's coming back from Iraq after a year and a half. Yeah. Oh, I awesome. Heard, I heard yeah. that rumor. Yeah, so yeah, I've been uh, kind of keeping track of his uh, activities on Facebook. Yeah, same here. I was just looking at it a second ago. He's got, I guess, 15 days or something. So was he a short time over there. Yeah, yeah, he used to be. Oh, yeah, full. Yeah, no, good guy. Yeah, he's he's fully retired, isn't he? Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. Fully retired and apparently working over there for some crazy reason. Yeah, he's, I think he's in the, uh, well, I want to say the Marines is what I saw in his uniform. Yeah, he's doing a lot of private stuff too, though, I think. Oh, he is. Yeah. The blue water stuff or? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> None of the bad stuff. Water. Only yeah. good stuff. No, he's, yeah. he's a good guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he has a hard charger. Okay, well, hopefully he gets back in one piece. Oh, then, yeah. He's already been yeah. over there, I think, three times. So. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. It's crazy. He was an awesome sergeant. Oh, was he? Yeah, a lot of fun to work for. Yeah. He was fun in narcotics unit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, well, we made it through another show. Let that one go, on, right? Oh, yeah. No, that no stories, man. I learned a lot. Let's just say that. Oh, did you work so, dope with him? Oh, uh, yeah. As a reserve, it was uh, even more incredibly crazy. Right, right. Because no, I used to file cases for, for our crew, so I got into all sorts of stuff. Very interesting learning experience. Right. Good stuff. But, uh, yeah, no. So uh, next week, Jim, are you going to actually be around or what? Uh, roger that. Uh, and for good buddy. Next uh, next weekend is Labor Day weekend, I think. Oh yeah, it is. So when we come the back, final, uh, the final big hoorah for a lot of people is uh, yeah, no kidding. That's so a major weekend for you, Jim, isn't it? Yeah, that's a lot of with lake time. A lot of yeah. DUIs and crashes and all that stuff. Yeah, I'm trying not to think about it. Thanks for jinxing me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> you could do a show from the boat on Monday. Just like you should never ask a dispatcher. Is it quiet tonight? Yeah, yeah, that sure was. Oh, we, we never use the Q word. We say uneventful. Uh, never say we never use the Q word. Well, How many calls are stacked? So you think if you use smarter terminology, it won't be as bad? Sometimes, because usually when I say the Q word, everything goes to hell. Yeah, no. It was like the night that I was uh, driving around. I looked at my little odometer thing, and it said 261. I said, ooh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> and within one hour, I had a major 261. <laughs> So, that was how I wound up getting retired, circling the drain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we made it through another show without so, Jim offending the Iron Warriors and Harleys too bad. Only once. Only once. So hey, Warriors, if you're still out there, and we apologize for that. Yeah, it's the IronWarriorsMCNation.com, and then we'll put that link up on our on the on your webpage, I should say. Oh yeah. What do you have? I sent it to you. So. Oh good. Okay. Yeah. No, I want to get the the national chapter link. Yeah, my, my bad, as they say nowadays. Yes. Isn't the national chapter women on Harleys or something? Oh. W-O-H. <laughs> Actually, women on Harleys is a sexy thing. Yeah, I think it is, too. I think it's, uh, well. Now, here you go, Ed. nothing like saw... a 300-pound woman with tattoos Ed, right now. Really down Ed, the if you saw a girl driving a Harley going down, you know, going down the road on a Harley, looks pretty sexy. What do you think of one on a Goldwing? Mm. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just keep on going. It's extra sexy. No, I gotta say, there's really nothing wrong. There's really nothing wrong with gold wings. I mean, Jim's looks pretty nice with that lazy boy seat sitting up on the top of it there. Hey, can I can I like make this stop because I'm gonna pull a mark and I want to go eat. Oh, okay. oh, now it's your yeah, turn. I've got top ramen to cook. So, oh, that's like what 30, 40 seconds of prep time. Jim's this calls are ready after minutes. an hour. <laughs> anyway. Oh, that was a lot of silence. That's bad radio. <laughs> That's because he knows it's true. His coals take an hour to heat up now that he uh, swears off propane barbecues. Mark, say goodnight to the people. Good night, people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good night. We'll see you guys next week. See you Brent. next week.
right. we will we will see everybody next week. Hopefully, Jim too. Hey, be safe. Use common sense and do the right thing. Especially with the holiday coming up. Use yeah. Holiday and be safe. See you guys. Take it easy. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.